0: Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Department of the Dead. I'm Amanda.
1: You already know who I am. <laughs>
0: <You> got tails. <laughs> do
2: they
0: know it's you? And, uh, do
1: they. <laughs> I'm in their And
2: this thought. Uh,
0: we got him this time, you guys. We we snagged a tails. <laughs> He's here. <laughs>
1: I am I am just uh, I pop in, refuse to elaborate, leaves.
0: <laughs> so you guys have a good weekend
1: oh yeah been keeping it quiet saving money got that trip coming up it's raining like a madman over here surprised you guys actually can't hear it
0: no can't hear. so apparently there's a really bad um forest fire here in washington and like i was uh i was driving to my friends like it was like their little um their daughter's birthday party and as i'm driving i'm like what it's kind of like a weird overcast it was like an orangish color, and I was just thinking it was something, you know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, just, just looks weird. And then later, like I met up with my boyfriend and uh, one of his to- friends from out of town, and I was like, yeah, it's a really, really bad like forest fire. <laughs> that way, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that because I don't watch the local news.
1: This is, this is how you end up with <laughs> part of missing 411.
0: <laughs> yep. I'm just blissfully ignorant to everything. <laughs> around
2: me oh wait that's how have that's, that's how i am everyone's like what's the w-? no tails you go ahead
1: <laughs> don't tell them my secret <laughs> so where, text i that.
0: i listen to everything so i will i will i got what, that mark
1: what you haven't found is the cricket noise in the background that's in every episode no, i'm joking that's <laughs> oh i was about to say Oh, uh, what <laughs> Oh, Uh, long, long story short, we have a running prank on my Battalion XO. No matter what XO we have, we prank them in some way. And it's always like something like the last time was ducks. So like somebody (laughs) was putting little ducks all over their office. The one before that, it was uh, somebody kept going to their office and rearranging it. And then (laughs) now the new prank is we somebody (laughs) somebody put one of those little cricket noisemakers. Mm -hmm. And so every 10 minutes, this cricket noisemaker goes off and they keep moving it. It's always where the EXO is at, and he can't figure it out.
0: I actually, so speaking of speaking of um, pranks and stuff, I saw this. I think it was on Reddit. I think, but this woman bought like hundred. It was this big pack of tiny. Um. They, oh, actually, I, I so strangely enough, I have one of them. Um, not from that woman, but uh, apparently, you can buy a bunch of tiny baby figurines, and oh <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm just gonna pull this out of my wallet real quick um but they look like this and i actually i got this from a king cake in Mar like during mardi gras That's what I'm like i i i got i got the fortunate sure cake so, <laughs> but i keep it in my wallet for good
2: luck I, how but, do you just pull a baby out of your wallet it's like
0: in I, I keep I keep it in my wallet oh now
2: that we're talking about it I gotta yeah. but
0: no it's about <laughs> it the prank no it's about the prank so the prank the prank was this woman bought like I think it was a big pack it must have been like two hundred or some odd of these tiny little babies and she decided to drive her husband absolutely bonkers and would hide them all over in random spots so he would just find babies <laughs>
1: Talk about dropping a hint.
2: I think I love her. <laughs> oh yeah, seriously.
0: I think
1: I'm in love. <laughs> who the fuck? Who keeps doing this? <laughs> Damn his shit.
0: It's a little king cake babies just finding them everywhere. You should do that to your your EXO or your new the new EXO. Keep keep in mind the Mardi Gras babies and then just hide them all over his office where where he would find them.
1: So one quick story on pranks. I'm sure you guys have plenty, but uh, confession time. Every time I go to the field of my unit, I always typically do a prank. And my my favorite prank is I wake up in the middle of the night and I'll go walk over to one of the company's CPs and like, no, everyone's asleep. Most of the time the RTOs are asleep and I'll walk over to the radio and I'll key it myself and I'll just say something in a Ben Shapiro voice and run away as fast as I can before they figure it out. So the next morning, they're like, Who was on the net last night? Or I'll take like an LMR and I'll just do a Ben Shapiro impersonation. Like, very um, quickly, though. I don't know. Oh my God. It. I've never been caught and I'll do it again.
2: So- well, let's hear you. let's hear it first. What's your Ben Shapiro yeah. impersonation?
1: <laughs> no, now <Yeah>. I'm embarrassed.
2: <laughs> well,
1: I'm not looking. Like, like, Amanda, Amanda look, away. I'll look away. Let's do it. Look away. <laughs> no. Why me? <laughs> Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, you left your radio unsecured, and now let's just say, hypothetically, I am on your unsecured comms. Ooh.
2: Perfect. See, that wasn't that bad. I
1: <laughs> what love. What does he always say, th-
0: Oh god, that that dried up my uh thing like the Sahara Desert.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I <laughs> I love <laughs> that man. Comedy gold. What does he? What
2: does he always say? Um. <laughs>
0: I don't think Ben Shapiro believes in the female orgasm. That's all I have to say about that. No.
2: Have, have you guys heard my theory? Curious. Like, Curious. Yeah.
1: Curious. yeah. <laughs> have you I've, seen a sister- Have you heard my theory on that? He just has a f- huge humiliation fetish. He just everything he says is just you're just playing into his kink. You know. He's and he just, just gets like, off when, on it. Oh, when women are like, oh. he's so stupid and he's so short. He's like, oh god, yes. He's like that's Amanda a, th- thinks I'm a th- fucking thing. loser, and that's that's it. That's a thing have though. Have you ever
2: seen his sister though?
0: Yes, and she drives me. We're not going about that right now. Absolutely, I, that, that's a whole other topic for another time. Well,
2: her, her aside, no how Ben. No, well, <laughs> but no, how how Ben like reacts towards her, I think is funny.
1: I don't see what people understand. Sometimes you get curious <laughs> and you sniff your sister's underwear. It's only a one-time thing, but I mean, it never goes any further than that. <laughs> Ever. What did he oh mean by this? Are you Don't shoot, sue me. Okay, I'll stop now.
0: The thought needed a minute. <laughs> I'm good. Okay.
2: okay. Um, well, what are we okay. talking about today?
0: We're talking about missing persons. Oh, this is, so I, I sent you guys this. It's kind of like not really a missing person, but if you open up your our group chat real quick.
2: Oh God. Instagram or.
0: Instagram, yeah. Wait, where is it, Instagram? It's it's in our group chat.
2: Spooky bitches. I have the last one you sent with.
0: Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so for the listeners, basically, it's this right. girl who's like got her her head her hands mm-hmm. on her forehead. And she's like. Thinking about the time my friend ripped up her boyfriend's birth certificate during an argument and said, shut up, you don't even exist. <laughs> I love her. So I, okay, so before before we get into this, I just wanted to share this real quick because this is what I thought of. And I was like, oh, well, this couple years had passed. I think that's a safe thing to talk about now. Um, so when I was in college, I did something similar to this, but not a birth certificate. So, I was at a party, and this guy that I went on a date with, like, a year prior, like, it was a one-time thing, like, and I hadn't spoken to him since. So, he came, he had graduated, then he came back for that, like, football party that we were at, and he, he's, like, belligerently drunk, and he sees me, and he throws a full beer can at my head. And I'm like, I... I didn't hit me. I, I like, I ducked and it was, it came close to my head. So I was like, oh, fuck no. But then my friends who were like brothers in that house, they're just like, Hey, like we can't really do anything. I'm like, well, why not? And they're just like, well, it's, it's complicated. Like well, we will, we'll keep you away from him for the time being. So anyway, turns out that that guy put his wallet in my friend, my friend, her boyfriend at the time was like in that house. And we kept our we kept our stuff in his room, like with his roommates. Well, it turns out that that guy who threw the beer can out of my head put his wallet in that room. And so I may have taken his driver's license, his credit cards and all of his other identification, and I may have cut it up and flushed it down the toilet.
1: Blank Space by Taylor Swift plays softly in the background.
0: Well, it was, (laughs) I was, okay, it was a little bit inebriated, but the next morning, like, I was, like, asleep on the futon, or, but then he came in and it woke me up. But I just, like, I played possum, and he was, like, yelling at my friend's boyfriend. It was, like, where the hell is my, like, my credit card's gone, my driver's license gone, where the fuck is it? And then he's, like, dude, I don't know. People were in and out of this room this whole night. Like, anyone could have taken that, and I'm just, like, just don't move. Just don't move.
1: <laughs> Smile and <laughs> wave. That man's, you probably started that man's villain origin story. Oh,
0: he deserved yeah. it, though. Like, who throws He's... a beer can at someone's face?
1: How do I you need talk, to talk to women? To
0: him. women that was now. A yeah, I was just like, I had not talked to him for like a year. And then he sees me out at a party and throws a beer can at my face. Fuck you. I'm going to cut up your driver's license. Fuck off.
1: Women don't Honestly, understand the autism of men sometimes. <laughs> How do
2: I talk you to this woman? Exist. I like him so
1: much.
0: Yeah.
2: I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me, Amanda.
0: You no, don't funny. even exist anymore. <laughs> but so that's cool, that's it's my social. segue. semi my segue. They his
2: cool, social was in there. Oh my god. Speaking <sighs> of people that
1: don't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, speaking of people oh. who don't exist anymore. <laughs> hold
2: on, hold on, time out. Do you guys see me right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucking, I fucking hate, I hate this phone. All right. We okay. All
0: okay. right, everybody needs to pool money together to get thought a Chromebook.
2: I don't fucking know, dude. It's so annoying.
0: We need to get you a Chromebook. We'll we'll put it we'll put a GoFundMe for a Chromebook for you. <laughs> I
2: no, I need, my, I need I
0: need
2: I oh, need money going awesome. elsewhere.
0: <laughs> oh. No, we just raised the money for. The, it's it's started, the fun project. Okay, so anyway, sorry. Started an sorry. only fans. <laughs> Only frogs.
2: Uh, honestly, I'm pretty sure I would make a lot of money based on the DMs I receive, which are fucking ridiculous. And I sent Amanda like 50% of them, the G-rated ones anyways.
0: And, and I'm I'm the thirst trap. Okay.
2: Oh okay. yeah. Fuck yeah. fuck <laughs> you. Who okay, the fuck okay. is that? What's his name? Florence or whatever.
0: I don't even know. I looked at this page. I'm like, you look like a very sad man.
1: <laughs> if you're going to insult someone, you better use your insults in the right context.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah. The, yeah okay. Man, so for, for.
1: Thirst our
0: list- trap. Okay. So our, our listeners on. probably don't know what we're talking about, but basically this guy like messaged the department of the dead page. And he was like, I don't know why thirst trap salty kilo is in on this, but okay. And I'm like, you dumb shit, I run the page.
1: <laughs> I thought she was the leader and thought was supposed to be the thirst trap.
0: Right. I'm the, slu- <laughs>
2: I'm the, Yeah, I'm the slut here, okay? I
0: if you have any things, you bring it... Monogamous relationship.
2: <laughs> you bring it to me, okay? You leave her out of this. <laughs> and Amanda, liter- Amanda literally runs this entire operation.
0: I okay but well, i i we would not as a collective be successful if it weren't for your guys's outreach like if I no it it would it just wouldn't work. you'd have people that like my cats, and that would be our entire audience if I was the only one
2: amanda Amanda's cat's my female demographic, <laughs> and then tail is like weird tail's like the really authentic like person who belongs here
0: yeah we're we're just we're just, we're characters we're just all characters just in this it. yeah oh' um, yeah. The ragtag team, I like it.
2: Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm a I'm a side quest in like the fucking story here.
0: <laughs> but it all works. Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry. One more one more life update before we get into uh Tails background and etc cuz I have not heard anything of what you're going to talk about and I'm really fucking excited about this even though this is a really morbid topic. But um real quick life update. I got my ETS orders. I have Ooh. my I'm so excited. So, uh basically I could I could start my terminal leave in October. Like next month.
2: That's so soon.
0: I know. Do it, do it, I'm do it, do it, so excited. Yeah. Um basically the people who just need to sign that terminal leave form have already been on board. They're like, "Oh, fuck yeah, I'll sign that for you." So, the only one who's really like but heard about this right now is my boss. Um and that's cuz but he brought that on himself because
2: company or battalion
0: he's my uh, he's he's battalion level but oh I mean, who the he, fuck cares about that shit yeah he well he he knew that i was getting out like i told him back in like may i was like hey daddy,
1: chill daddy yeah. chill it's gonna be okay daddy <laughs> <sighs>
0: he's he's a good guy he's just he's he's just a workaholic that's it and this that's
1: all ranked by chance in oh four nailed it <laughs>
0: He's not okay. So, here's the thing he's not a vindictive, evil guy at all. Like I said, the only gripe I have is just he's a workaholic, and I've had worse bosses for sure. Bosses that I was like scared of to be in the same room as. Oh, so I will take the workaholic boss (laughs) any day, but yeah, okay. Now we can actually get into this topic. So, missing persons 411.
1: Got it. Okay. So oh,
2: for- are we ready now? Anything else going on? No, Chaos? that's it. Anything?
0: That's
1: all. Uh, I guess I can say uh, for the listeners and I guess for you guys too, I started my foray into writing. I've uh, written a couple articles. Hopefully they'll be popping up in some places soon. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> kind of like keeping it the paranormal stuff right now since it's like my main thing. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll, have to send, I'll have to put some stuff out. If you, uh, The Lethal Minds Journal, Volume 4, actually has an article that I wrote for them in there. That's nice. uh, pretty interesting. So may also appear on the confessionals podcast because uh, it's pretty freaky. We sure. Oh, that's later. a
0: good. That's a big one. Shit. OK, no. Mr. Mr. Money Moves. OK,
1: not really money. I just I got connections. Yeah, uh, you, you, better, you do. We will we t- we'll talk we, later we, about some stuff for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Same, same, same here. Same here. Totally.
1: Yeah, it, I don't. <laughs> no, not. I'm telling you, that is the that is the pretty one here. Amanda, you're the brains, and I'm just the weird guy in the background. That's just like I'm kind of like the the borderline schizophrenic conspiracy theorist.
2: Listen, I, I don't I don't appreciate brain. I don't appreciate pretty one. I appreciate wild card. I'll be wild card. You okay. are. You're also
1: the bronze. You're also the brawn of this organization. You're like the Chris Hemsworth of the Avengers right now.
2: <laughs> that's okay. Okay, that's fine. I'll allow it.
1: Okay. All right. So, on topic. Okay. So, today we're talking about what is now kind of like cultly known as the Missing 411. And so, for the readers that don't know, right, uh, the Missing 411 is kind of like a broad topic. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll kind of start from how I learned about it. Uh, and so, I sent you guys the article a while back. So, Outside Magazine, I think I read this in like 2016 or something like that. Um it, it was whenever they wrote, it. it was a while back, but they basically wrote an article about the sheer amount of like people that go missing in national parks every single year. And it's actually pretty frightening. Like people just vanish without a trace, um, whether that's through natural causes or unnatural causes, which we'll get into. Uh, it's actually pretty shocking the amount of people that, you know, vanish in national state parks. And also what's even more shocking is nothing ever happens. So because, the main reason became, being is the jurisdiction of different law enforcement agencies and the fact like say the FBI doesn't doesn't uh investigate missing persons cases. So you have in these national state parks uh like for adults for children they do. Okay. Um so in these state parks you have all these people going missing and like some of the cases are actually pretty pretty uh bizarre like it was talking like me Amanda I have
0: a quick question about that. So what if they Okay, so you say that they don't look for you unless you're an adult, right? Unless you're a child, I'm sorry. uh, Yeah, or unless you're a child. But if you are a service member that goes missing, because technically you are government property, like, would the FBI, like, higher up not be involved, question mark?
1: That's a good question, because that goes into, like, the whole jurisdiction thing, that it's, like, a lot of, like, the missing 411. I guess, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't think they would, because, like, all these, some of these soldiers that went missing at Fort Hood... Yeah, like they just wrote him off as a wall like they were legitimately missing, like no one ever saw him and they just wrote him off as a wall. And so. It's yeah. Like, that's that why and, all the seizures are so different now.
0: Yeah, that that was just fucking sad, like when all that started coming out like that, that's yeah. Oh, uh, I, I cannot wait till we get to our Vanessa Guillen episode because I have some choice words. But
1: yeah, there's and, it's
0: a. Uh, oh, and hopefully we will have a guest, a guest on that one but I won't speak anymore. Continue.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm excited. so like the national parks have also this other, also weird other aspect where, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, going back to what I was saying. So like the cases can be as some, something as simple as like this man was walking on a trail. Uh, nobody saw him and then they found him and he had died of exposure. Right. Um, but then some of the, a lot of the cases are like, you know, uh, Amanda and Kelly are walking down a trail and to a man in Kelly, like, hey, I race you around the corner and I take off and I, I turn the corner and you guys follow me and like you lose, you lose sight of me for maybe like two, three seconds, split mm-hmm. seconds. Like we're talking like not a lot of time. You come around the corner and I'm gone. Like I've just vanished off the face of the earth. And now you, you go look for me. You can't find me. You report me to the, the park officials. They get the police involved. They do like a search. They search the whole park. They can't find me. And then all of a sudden my body ends up in the same place that I went missing mysteriously. Um, and there's no rhyme or reason behind it. And there's a lot of cases that are like that, that are like very strange of people that just seem to vanish without a trace
0: and then Um, reappear
1: and then just reappear. Uh, and so there's this man, his name is Dave, uh, Dave police. And he's a former police detective. Uh, he basically kind of started looking into these things and started the project called missing four and one. And what he found is that in all these disappearances, uh, there's, see, there's, I think 22 different factors that all kind of like are shared by these cases. And a lot of times it's like, you know, like, I, like the example, like the person goes missing and they're, they're found in like months later in the exact same place they were missing like bizarre stuff. Um, Some of the stuff you can take into account, like maybe there's that family that uh the whole family died when they're in uh California under weird circumstances. But you know, they went hiking on a trail in 110 degree heat with no water, and they all died of dehydration to Mm -hmm. include the dog because it was so hot, you know. So a lot of times you can you can like attribute people like dying in these woods. Another good example is there was a lieutenant in California from like the Marine Corps. He went hiking. Uh, You know, he thought that he was prepared because he had been training and stuff like that. Uh, And, you know, something happened to him and he basically got lost and ended up dying of dehydration because it was a hot day. Um, But they didn't find him for a while. Uh, Then there's there's other instances where, like, you know, if you really start looking into it, there's a lot of like, you know, like legitimate murders and, you know, potentially serial killers that are stalking like the woods. And I can't forget I can't remember the name, but there was even a serial killer who was known to to do that. He was known to camp out in national parks, and that's where Ted, he would dispose of his victims. Ted Bundy. <laughs> uh, Ted Bundy was one of them. There was <laughs> another guy. He was famous for this. Yeah. Uh, he would he would basically stash the bodies in the parks, and he would come back to like basically cut them up and then spread out the body. Uh, oh. I can't remember the guy's name, but I, I've read some articles about people that have like encountered him. Um, yeah. And so there, there's also like other weird things that go into the missing four and one. In relation to that is, for instance, there's a place in Yellowstone, right? It's like they like they call it to the place where there's no, they call it like the area where no law exists. And so what it basically is is it's a place so remote that's on the border of I think like wherever I can't remember. It's like why well, don't so like something pointing to like that is so like in Yellowstone there's a place that is basically its location in the United States and its remoteness, right? So like, if you were ever tried of a crime, this county that it takes place in, you're supposed to be tried by like a uh, a panel of your peers, correct?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a place where no one lives. So how are you supposed to get people from this, like representation from this county, right? So mm-hmm. it's an, the idea is you could theoretically commit a crime there and get away with it. One, because it's so remote, like who's gonna know? No one. There's no roads that go there. You have to get there by foot. And then two, you know, getting a trial by like our own laws and how we process it, you would never get a trial. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of circling back to like the whole missing 401, if you start looking into like some of these cases, it's some pretty bizarre things. Like, yeah, you could attribute the a lot of the disappearances to the first two things I talked about, like, you know, people just being unlucky and dying in nature um, under strange circumstances or – getting murdered by a serial killer or some weirdos or something mm-hmm. of like you know darker natures and then there's the third possibility of there's some maybe there's events that are maybe not natural and not the first two options and that's where it opens up to the the whole mystery of the missing 411 of like some of these like cases of like um I read this one that there is like a hunter he was found miles away from his hide uh, naked and right next to him all of his clothes were like wrapped up folded neatly he didn't have his rifle he didn't have his weapon or anything which was like you know why would he leave his rifle behind that's giving like
0: love past like vibes
1: yeah like and there's a yeah. lot of cases like that and it's kind of the weird thing is is you know like the FBI doesn't look into these things because they just don't have the manpower or don't have the desire to or they just don't look into like you know uh, adults. The only thing at times they do get involved is, is with children, and they're like it's the same thing. Like, you know, the kid is the kid runs back to camp, which is ten feet away behind some bushes, and he's never seen again. And it's like, so, did, did a predator get him? Did he fall down a cliff? You know.
0: So what about like the Gabby Petito case? You know how like the FBI and all of them were like tracking everything. Is that just because like that one case got like national attention? So then the FBI will like a lot.
1: Yeah, you know. and that's where it gets into, like, the sketchiness, and it goes into some other fringe stuff with, like, Dave Politis and, like, you know, they're, the government's hiding something because of course and all that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, like, it's like if you, for the listeners, if you go onto Amazon, you can watch two of his productions, uh, The mm-hmm. Missing 411 and then his sequel, The Hunted, and it really kind of sheds more light and kind of explains some of these cases a little bit better than I am, um, especially watching the ones about hunters, people who are experienced, like, outdoorsmen. Like, and how they disappeared and how they were found. And also, like, some of the other that get that one gets into more, some of the more like implications. Like, I don't, we will probably talk about it in a future episode if we talk about Sasquatch, but they have a good thing in there about like uh, the Sierra sounds. I huh. don't know if, if anyone's interested in that, but it's um a famous recording of a supposed, like, of supposed like Sasquatch or something in the night, some creatures that aren't like natural animals. More or less, kind of harassing this hunting party that had gone up to this secretive hunting spot, like for years. That's that's kind of like a dark broad outline. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's pretty freaky when you start looking into some of the missing four and one stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the the only okay, so the only two things that I have to like add to what that freakiness that you just <laughs> explained, I d- I didn't realize that like, you know, the stipulations are like what they can and can't investigate. And I get it, like, due to, like, funding, manpower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Totally understand that. But as far as, um like, the cause... Okay, so when you say that, like, these people, like, they go around the bend, and then they're gone, right? And then, like, however long later, like, they're in the same spot, and they're dead, where they were last seen. Yeah. And I just think of, like, the... What, oh my God! It's like entomology and forensics, and like they take like soil samples and the bugs in the area. They'll take like samples from the bugs to kind of gauge like how long the body had been there, like if there's any drugs. It, you know, I mean, like they, they could test like these like, or they they can even test like mushrooms and stuff in the area to see if like if the person who died there was like I don't know like high on meth. And they could test like in the area to see if like there's any traces of like from the decomposition of and th- during the decomposition process of like the the life around where the body was like how far along that was. So I'm j- I'm just like I'm I'm just curious about that. Um, and I honestly forgot the second thing that I was going to ask about.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's some pretty weird stuff. Um. And Dave David Pilates, he's pretty good about entertaining uh like he, he's written several books too. Um <clears throat> so like for the listeners, like he's pretty good about entertaining that yeah, probably a lot of people died under just strange circumstances due to like natural causes, or maybe that they were even murdered or like, you know, through uh what's what's it called? Um, you know, suspicious suspicious activity. Right. Yeah. Like the thing that he's attracted, how I started learning about him more was uh he's very big in the the Bigfoot community because he's also released two Bigfoot related books. And one of his theories is that, you know, there's something in the woods that's grabbing people and, you know, a predator more or less. Yeah. Uh, and if, you know, and so far in my experience with running tales from the grid square, I've <laughs> talked to a lot of people that like have said that there's some stuff in the woods that is like not something to mess with, like Sinister. pretty freaky stuff. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm, Amanda's out camping in the woods and somebody starts calling her name. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all all, all out with...
0: Crap, I I just remembered what the second thing was. So, like I said, the only thing that I would have to contribute to, the missing persons and whatnot, was there, it was like last year, there was a lieutenant who was out training for, I think it was like an Iron Man. It was like some kind of like ultra race or something. And what happened to him was... Uh, he It was out at Mount Rainier, and he parked his car, he went on, like, a trail run, and then he just didn't come home. And they sent, I remember, like, people in my section were, like, volunteering to, like, go look for him. And what happened was, like, he slipped and he fell. Uh, but I have to, you know, I don't know. It, it could be, you know, just a freak accident where he, like, slipped and fell and it, it was just, it was, it was very, very unfortunate. Like, regardless, like, I'm, I can't s- speculate too much on, like, what happened because I wasn't, one, I wasn't there, two, like, kind of disrespectful to speculate on somebody's death. But, or somebody's death that, like, is so, like, kind of from the, s- the six degrees of separation kind of thing. Anyway, um, but, I mean, who's to say something didn't, like, something paranormal didn't scare him. While he was out running, and because he's a smart kid, that that's that's my thing. It was like this this kid wasn't like a dumb kid. Like he told people where he was going. Like, you know, obviously he's been training this stuff for a while, and he knows like the dangers and whatnot. Um, I don't know, but that's here and right there. That was that was really sad though.
1: It was, and like for the the for you guys and the listeners, like looking into polyd's stuff is actually pretty interesting. Um. The, the bottom line is he finds a lot of coincidences and connections between all the disappearances and correlations. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, he found that there are two women missing in two different years. Both had the name starting with A with three letters, Amy and Anne. Same location, years apart. Just weird correlations and connections like that.
0: Um, it's kind of like and, the D-out Love. Remember uh, yeah. when we talked about the D-out Love past and it was um, the, the number nine was like yep. and sequential it was like the nine uh nine indigenous people the nine hikers and then years later it was like nine people died in a, a plane crash
1: right mm-hmm.
0: that kind of thing yeah
1: sorry and i'll cl- i'll close it out with this and so like he's he's been finding like disappearances like all over the world with the kind of like his investigation and i'll here's a quote from wikipedia that I'll kind of like end on and so the quote is, as of 2021, police has written at least 10 books on the topic. That's 10 books about, like, the missing 411. According to a sobering coincidence, he does not yet have a theory on what is causing disappearances, although he indicates that the field of suspects is narrowing, and he advises readers to go outside their normal comfort zone to determine who or what is the culprit.
0: Ooh.
1: Creepy stuff.
0: Chills. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. All right. I will preface this to say that my case is not paranormal by any stretch of the imagination. This is purely like a true crime case, but it is so fucking, okay, it's got a good ending. I mean, awful in the beginning because somebody did die, but it is awesome because justice is served in this case. So I really hope you guys enjoy this okay
1: let's Let's go i love it
0: all right so thought this is in your neck of the woods at uh yeah fort carson (laughs) all right okay (laughs) so um just uh just to preface this too um this uh documentary is available on oh shoot i i don't know what it is you just have to google it but it's a homicide hunter never give up so if you're curious about this after you listen to this and just want to like see it for yourself honestly the the articles that i read did not do this case justice that's why like i wanted to watch this documentary just to get like a full idea of everything it is mind-blowing so bonkers is cuckoo bananas so without further ado cold case murder solved to start who was darlene krayshock have you guys heard of Darlene Kershaw? Just a question. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Cool. So you guys get to learn something. This is awesome. Hey! Okay. So specialist Darlene DePaula Kershock was born on August 22nd, 19- 1966 in Bar- Baltimore, Maryland to mom Betty Lou and dad Paul Kershock. Darlene had a sister, Rhonda, and in an interview, Darlene's father said that she was full of laughter, good deeds, and a kind, compassionate heart. When she graduated high school in 1984, her family was living in West Virginia. She wanted to follow her, follow her father's footsteps, so after her high school graduation, Darlene enlisted in the U.S. Army as a mechanic. Darlene was assigned to the 73rd Maintenance Company at Fort Carson. Uh, she was described as well-liked and kind-hearted, and according to her father, she had decided to re—sorry, according to her mother, she had decided to reenlist and attend Army Airborne School just days before the tragedy struck okay so the night of the attack and the murder on march 16th 20 year old darlene had gone out with friends for a night on the town they frequented a bar called shuffles located at 1861 south academy boulevard which i guess i looked that address up now i guess it's a faux restaurant or fa however you pronounce it um she left the club with a man her friends didn't no, and couldn't identify and authorities didn't know if that man was the murderer or not that no one no one knows like who whoever she was with they don't know if that was the person that killed her all right so the crime scene on march 17th in 1987 darlene's body was found behind a dumpster near a korean club restaurant by two patrolling officers about six miles from the fort carson visitor center darlene was identified by officers who found her driver's license near the scene of the crime. She was brutally beaten, mutilated, and strangled. She was naked from the ankles up, and a black leather strap was knotted around her neck. Additionally, a wire clothes hanger was wrapped around her mouth. So, in the documentary, like, that wire clothes hanger, like, I guess was bent. So, like, the hook was behind her head and, like, twisted and used as, like, a mechanism to control her. It's, I, again, I, I apologize. I should have put a trigger warning. This This shit is really fucking dark. Okay? Just letting you guys know that now. Okay. So, her body was wholly mutilated with reports that uh, her breasts had been bitten off. She was also assaulted in a manner in which her insides suffered of blunt force trauma in an autopsy. It was determined that Shock's death was due to strangulation. Investigators concluded that she had been brutally murdered at a different location due to the lack of blood at the crime scene. And the killer disposed of her body next to the Korean Club restaurant. The previous evening, there had been severe weather warnings and it the snow that started around midnight. Um, that way, the police were able to determine that the impressions from uh, on the snow from the tires uh, was from the killer's vehicle. So in the investigation... They were questioning a couple of people that were like around that time, like when she disappeared, like the night before. So there is two people that she is with, uh, Eric and Robinson. Um, Police spoke to the two men that Darlene had been out with that night. One of them was her squad leader, Eric Lord. He told the police that he, Darlene and another soldier called Robinson uh, had hung out most of the day. Eric said he wanted to leave shortly before the bar closed, but Darlene wanted to stay. Eric ended up leaving the bar when Darlene was offered a ride from another male that he didn't know. uh, Eric and Robinson agreed to be searched for injuries, and they gave their DNA and hair samples for testing. Robinson... (laughs) This part I was just like, oh, gosh. Uh, But Robinson did have scratches on his back, but the police learned that he had been dropped off at another bar, and he met a woman, and the woman confirmed the story, so... Yeah, he he got some that night, but... Um, All right, Robinson. Yeah. So uh, they they were Robinson given poly...
1: Good
0: news. <laughs> yeah, the only good news of this... Actually, no, it's not the only good news of the story. But the, uh, again, this case is going to get so fucking wild. And I'm st- <laughs> so excited to, to hear this. I'm uh, here for it. Yeah. Uh, so they were given... Uh, both of those men were given polygraph tests. And honestly, polygraph tests, there's a lot of controversy about them. Like how accurate they can be in a po- in a prosecution. But regardless they passed the polygraph test so they kind of just dropped it um and the two men learned of darlene's death the morning that her body was discovered and darlene had not made it to formation and the news like of somebody being found uh which was darlene uh they heard about it really really quickly which i guess the the next of kin thing wasn't really that much of a thing in the 80s i don't know that's pretty soon to hear about somebody who had been murdered in my opinion Um, they also checked out the ex-husband. So Darlene was going through a divorce. Um, so after Darlene's friends were ruled out, they looked into her background and learned she had been going through a divorce with her estranged husband, Glenn and Glenn, uh, would have had a financial motive for killing Darlene because he would have inherited the, uh, life insurance policy. Um, however, he was questioned. He and Darlene, when he was interviewed, he said they were on good terms. Um, and he had been with a few other friends the night of Darlene's death. So he had an alibi. Um, so, yeah. So everybody basically that she would have that would have had like a motive or like would have been there to kill her, like didn't add up. So anyway, over the years, special agents from CID worked closely with Colorado State Police Department to solve the case. Despite the interviews and evidence collected during the time of the crime scene investigation, the case went cold. The case was reopened multiple times before authorities finally had a breakthrough. Though authorities could not pinpoint a subject at the time of the crime scene, they, uh, they revisited the case twice in 2001 and 2004. With advancements in DNA technology, authorities could develop a partial DNA profile, but with no match in the national database, it took years and more technological process before they could land a solid lead. Colorado Springs uh, released some evidence to the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Laboratory, or USASIL. I'm, I'm just going to call it USASIL for, from here on out. Sure. Um, and the examiners there processed the evidence using updated technology to search for clues. In this particular case, special agents from CID used, used phenotyping technology and put a reward out with the, uh, to generate new leads, said Chris Gray, the CID public affairs officer. That led the USASIL assisting our Special agent with the genealogy process conducting additional forensic uh, comparisons. So we're going to get into the technology breakthrough with this, which is really fucking cool. Um, so in September 2014, CID forensics officer, or F- they're called FSOs. So just thought, just for your, <laughs> so you don't freak out. <laughs> I got you. Okay, so You're good. Forensic, Continue. forensic science officer FSO. Uh, her name was Jessica Veltri. And she was assigned to the cold case while stationed at the 20, 22nd Military blah, 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 sorry, military Police Battalion at Joint Base Lewis-McChord, whoop, whoop, where I'm at. Um, she was a recent graduate of George Washington University's Forensic Science Program in Washington, D.C. Uh, David Zeliff, CID's Chief Forensic Science Officer, said Belchie was very interested in working cold cases and was eager to put her knowledge to good use. So basically, she's like, I want to work on a cold case. And he was just like, OK, here you go. Have fun. Um, so he said, if an FSO is headed out to a battalion as an interest in working in a cold case, I try to provide them with one uh, within the battalion footprint to work on while they're assigned there. Uh, in May 2016, after a thorough interview of, or a thorough review of the case, Veltrus submitted 27 pieces of evidence to CID laboratory located in the state of Georgia for DNA forensics testing. Previously, that was not available. This was a collective effort with the Colorado Springs Police Department to identify. Uh, additional potential leads and this testing included reanalysis of previously submitted items and evaluation of phenotyping which Veltri had learned about while researching violent crimes so we're going to get into phenotyping which is this is fucking dope in, uh, in December 2016 CID sought the services of Paraben Nano Labs a DNA technology company specializing in DNA phenotyping the process of predicting physical appearance and ancestry from unidentified DNA evidence this relatively new technology had never been used by CID and gave a more descriptive analysis of a potential subject uh, subject. So utilizing the available DNA, the analysis produced a trait prediction for the suspect in January, 2017. The individual predictions were made from the, from the suspect's ancestry, eye color, hair color, skin color, freckling, and face shape. So basically they took like a snapshot Of like all of these DNA traits that this that was left from the DNA from the crime scene. And they developed a composite sketch. Like they had no eyewitnesses to say what this guy looked like. They had no, you know, uh, cameras or anything. They came up with this composite sketch from DNA. Like how fucking cool is that?
2: It's fuck. it's, It's interesting for sure.
0: I'm like, I was like reading this and watching this and I was like, that is fucking dope. Like, ah, there's, there's so much potential with this. And like, I'm hoping that this is used more with like cases where the victim doesn't know who their assailant is to help like, kind of like, you know, you know, or just like any, any kind of crime that the, the suspect like leaves Hmm. DNA and they're able to like, Oh, it's, 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 it's so fucking cool.
1: Okay.
0: That
2: is cool. It's really, it's really cool.
0: So what they did was they, they, comp- they took, they took that pro that profile of what that guy would have looked like when he, and they, I guess, um, that DNA at the time, like it, it was like somebody who was like 20 to 25 years old. So they can, comp- they, they made that sketch to look like a 20 to 25 year old man, and then because it's been a cold case, they aged him 30 years. So what he would look like now?
1: Like, is that fucking
0: cool? Ah, sorry, I'm geeking out right now. <laughs> it's
1: like st- That's like scary cool. It's that so fucking. Like that.
0: Yeah. So if uh, you're a
2: murderer, it's not something <laughs> you want to hear.
0: No. And this is where I, I, I want to. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll get more into like my my gripes with this. Uh, this couple of like the things I'm just like, man, they could have solved this a long time ago, but I digress. Um, DNA testing companies and their role. Okay, so in May 2019, not that long ago, CID received the genealogy information and name from a hit in the database. So think 23andMe and Ancestry.com. Those are the two companies that aided in this case. So they were instrumental in cracking the case. Investigators used these sites to track down people with similar DNA in Wisconsin and Texas. And with their help, they located a certain Michael White, who lived only three miles away from the crime scene the year Darlene was murdered. That, so with that lead, that led them to the resolution of the case. Quote, we received investigative genealogy, genetic genealogy report, and there was only a single name listed on the report, said Coslin, who had been working evidence from the case since 2005. That was a pretty memorable moment. We were able to put a name to the unknown profile. I wasn't sure we would ever get to that point. So the name was used to compare against military records, and it was determined that the DNA profile belonged to 58-year-old Michael White, a retired Sergeant First Class who was stationed at Fort Carson at the time Crayshock was murdered. Oh, justice! It's getting close. Okay, so Veltry It's always
1: big, Sarge.
0: Okay, I had to get a sip of my drink. Okay, so Veltry recalls both being excited and in disbelief that they finally found him. Receiving the, she said, quote, receiving the results of the geneal- genetic genealogy report and hearing about how the analysts worked through publicly sourced data to identify a specified name was incredibly exciting. She said, "We are finally able to get a viable lead." That could potentially confirm Michael White was the killer. Chief Warrant Officer 5, Joe Fitz, Command Chief Warrant Officer for CID, said the information shared with Colorado State uh, Police Department, who conducted a surveillance operation on White, the suspect still lived in the same general area where the murder occurred years ago. Colorado Springs Police Detectives traveled to Thornton, Thornton, Colorado. This is where it gets fucking interesting, okay? and secretly followed White to a restaurant. During the operation, a cup was collected as evidence at a fast food restaurant where White had used and then disposed of a cup into a trash can. Like, (laughs) ah, this is so fucking dumb. Okay, Uh, once it was in the trash, it's fair game for evidence collecting. After testing the DNA from the cup, the results were a positive match, thus linking Michael White to the heinous 32-year-old crime scene.
2: Yeah, Michael! Ah!
0: <laughs> so to quote, I am so happy that they kept the DNA after all these years, said Rhonda Lilly, Darlene's sister. The Colorado Springs Police Department and Army CID never forgot about her. On June 12, 2019, an arrest warrant was obtained and on June 13, the following day, members of the Violent Offender Fugitive Task Force, CSDP, CSPD, Cold Case Homicide Unit, And U.S. Army CID arrested White at his home at the 1500 block East 131st Place, Thornton, Colorado. White Mm -hmm. was quickly charged with first-degree murder. All right, so a little bit about Michael White, okay?
2: 2019, Jesus.
0: Yeah. So it's so it took 32 years to link Michael White to the case of uh, the sorry, to the murder of Darlene Krayshock when he murdered Darlene. White was 26 years old. During the trial, White testified that he joined the Army in 1979, right after graduating from Salt High School. He served in the Army as a signal operations manager from 1979 to 1998 and was stationed at Fort Carson in 1986. By the way, this guy didn't even make the 20-year retirement mark. I just want to point that out and retired as a sergeant first class.
1: So take that as you will.
0: Uh, that he good old boy
1: club he hit different
0: <laughs> <Oof>. so <laughs> he retired from his military career in 1998 as a sergeant first class and lived in Colorado sorry where he worked for Time Warner Telecom slash CenturyLink for 21 years he lived only three miles from where uh well when when he was like living in the area like he lived like three miles away from like the murder site and then he moved to that other location uh White said while he was stationed at Colorado Springs, it was common for Fort Carson soldiers to frequent the Korean club restaurant and shuffles and drink beer and dance with women. White said in nineteen eighty seven he lived off base with his then wife Hilda. I did not murder Darling Krayshawk. I did not, said White. Yeah. Your fucking DNA is all over the shit. Like you fucking asshole. When
2: did he say that?
0: when he was arrested. <laughs> uh, I didn't do that. That's like, a-
2: yeah, that's I don't we say know you are arresting
1: somebody. you for this murder. Yeah. I
0: didn't do that. Yes, you fucked
1: Never heard of her.
0: <laughs> Never heard of her.
1: Did it do what, I didn't bro? See I haven't even said who you were accused of being murdered of.
2: I didn't see that little tattoo <laughs> on her lower back. I mean, oh fuck.
0: Oh no. Yeah, you oh, fucking shit. asshole. God. Just look at the Ugh. flowers,
1: white. Right? Just look at the flowers.
0: This guy, like, just yeah, uh, oh. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up when I, I put in the, I put in our group chat but like I have That slideshow of like the different pictures and Stuff when you see this fucking guy You're gonna be like Bleh.
2: I'm picturing him right I'm not I haven't seen <laughs> it yet it, He's Bleh. white White hair
0: You'll, you'll get so far Yeah but you'll see
2: <laughs> okay. okay okay so Damn it
0: further further damning This guy I'm just gonna continue reading on Upon cross-examination, White said that he did not remember Crayshock or know if she or if he ever had contact with her. The prosecution asked White about his relationship status with his wife at the time of Crayshock's death, and White admitted they were having troub- marital trouble. Marital marital troubles. Oh my god. Okay. However, the timeline as to when those troubles started was heavily debated and unclear. White said his marriage with Hilda was never contentious. They just drifted apart and he admitted that while they were in Colorado Springs he drank a lot of beer and went home with other women from the bar. Like this guy is a fucking asshole. Like I hate him so much.
1: Look well, <laughs> you never cheated on your spouse like it's just-
0: Sorry, I'm I'm like read it, like just this whole thing I'm like you are like that stereotypical creep that oh Sorry, I will go off on a whole fucking tangent, but I'll continue reading. Um, I went home with many women, danced with many women. I was picked up by many women. These women were everywhere. I'm looking at him, I'm like, there's no fucking way. You that fucking feel classic
1: touch of a woman. Classic E7s. Big Sarge, please. <laughs> Staff sausage, please.
0: Yeah. These these poor women, though, that were anyway. But he said that he did not remember Krayshak or recognize her in the photos. (laughs) This quote fucking kills me. I do not know that I didn't kill anybody in March of 1987. This quote. I do not know that I didn't kill anybody in March of 1987.
1: Like what? I mean, what you haven't blacked out and woke up covered in blood with an axe in your hand? I
2: believe it. I believe him. Patrick
1: Patrick Bateman is literally me. Oh,
0: my God. (laughs) Okay. So, White said that he had no idea why he was being arrested in 2019 in his home in Thornton, and he became emotional, as he recalled that day. I have been putting handcuffs in front of my wife, who's dying of cancer, he said. I have no idea what's going on.
1: I'm dying of cancer.
0: Like, You've I'm dying. Like, uh, Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. This guy's. Mm.
1: No, okay. he seems awesome. Deep mm. breath, Amanda. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay.
0: All right. <laughs> White said that he did not know how his DNA got on the wire hanger that was used to strangle Cray Shock. Ah. After White testified, the defense rested the case. More than a year after his arrest, rape charges were dismissed against White on the ground of the statute of limitations that had passed. However, I believe as of recently after the Vanessa Guillen case and trial, that they rescinded the statute of limitations when it came to rape. Like, when it comes to rape with service members. So, even if, like, a case is like, however many years old, doesn't matter how many years have passed, it don't I will verify this, but I believe that the statute of limitations no longer applies in this scenario. Anyway, it anyway, it you doesn't matter. You guys
2: still? I'm sorry. Yeah. So fuck Skype. Okay, keep going. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So, however, White was convicted of an, an of an alternate court of first degree murder under the felony murder rule with the jury finding that Crayshock had died as a result of sexual assault committed by white said Howard black, a spokesman of the DA's office. The second murder conviction did not affect his sentence since he had received a mandatory life term. But the jury also made the finding that white sexually assaulted Crayshock. It was uh, convicted him of, or sorry, it convicted him of second degree murder the, under, under the felony murder rule, which applied when a person dies during the commission of the felony on June 24th 2021 so 2021 michael white was sentenced to life for the murder of darling krayshock final thoughts um here's my bit okay this is what this is this whole thing aside like the dna profiling is fucking awesome the 23andme like outsourcing all this stuff like super cool right my thing is like you have a dead woman who has dna do you? Everybody, everybody, when they come into the military, gets their DNA taken like that's it's a thing. it's it's on your fucking med pros. I'm like, why did they not test against the database? Even years later, when DNA became a thing, they still took fucking DNA. It, it, his DNA was still in the database. I'm like, why did you not just like try to cross these things in the first place? Right. Am I crazy? I
1: time? didn't get turnover notes. I'm like... Uh, are you really yeah,
0: surprised? I, I, I mean, I'm not if, surprised. If, C, but I'm
2: if CID still, was in charge of it, then for sure.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm, it's going to like, get fucked up. How? how You, ha- you literally have this guy's DNA that he had to voluntarily give you. You have a dead soldier who... Like, why didn't you just run that DNA against the Army's database?
2: Yeah. What the you fuck? Have to, you have everything you need from said person.
0: They they made a DNA composite sketch before they thought to just run the DNA against the fucking database. What the fuck? Sorry. No, ma- I'm not I
2: sorry. Man, I mean, just, rem- just imagine your dumbest people like being in a CID field and that's, that's who's doing it.
1: I mean, have you read the Fort Hood report. That's basically exactly what Kelly yeah. just said. It's
0: like you
2: hit the nail on the head with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was at Fort. I was at Fort Hood when Vanessa was murdered, and yeah, everybody had to read the report. Um. I, yeah. It's.
0: I mean. No one okay. in
2: the no one in the army is fucking a genius.
0: No, I I, I will say like, sorry. This is actually. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm burping.
1: <clears throat> <to the> <laughs> Try not good. to
2: I can't I can't even fucking see anybody. I hate I hate my phone. Fuck
0: everybody fuck Samsung
2: and Google, whatever. Keep going. I'm sorry. Everybody One, two, three, go.
0: Everybody who's listening, donate to the GoFundMe for thought to get a pixel
2: block. Seriously, what the fuck? Every <laughs> fucking time i j I'm just staring at my fucking background and it, it infuriates me. It's not the You're same. I'm talking I'm not talking to Tails or Amanda. I'm I'm talking to myself. It's not the same. Okay. Your, your Philly accent's coming out. Do you see me still? No. Fuck. I hate, <laughs> it's so. You don't see me. No, don't. God. Amanda, how do I open it's, so PDF? it's so fucking so annoying. I just drooled. On my <laughs> I just drooled on It's my really. Mind. It's so fucking frustrating because every motherfucking time, this shit happens. And it's always a man, and I'm just like talking. I'm talking to my fucking self half the time. I don't see her. Ugh.
1: All right. No, it's okay. Get deep breath. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, I won't, because <laughs> my phone, my phone's smart, just like yours. Okay. It's infuriating. It's a fucking app. I can't touch anything. <sighs>
0: Everybody deep breaths, Goose Fraba, Goose Fraba. Oh, but I'm
2: good. Huh? Okay, I'm oh. good. Just know, just know I can't see you, and if you see me, that's great. But well, you I'm talking sound a amazing. Fuck, I'm talking to a fucking wall at this point, and let's – okay, I'm good. I'm okay. good. I'm better. Okay. okay.
0: So, um, listen, listeners, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to continue to get – Th- all the content that we have to put out, we ask you kindly if you don't mind donating to a GoFundMe <laughs> fund. <for laughs> thought to get a computer.
1: Hi, my name is Tail from New Good Square. <laughs> today, thought thought lives in abject poverty. His phone doesn't work. His Wi-Fi signal is weak. For as simple as you <laughs>
0: for a dollar <laughs> a day.
2: And the arms, day, arms to of <laughs> I don't want your fucking charities. I want this motherfucking rectangle to just show me a picture. Show me a video. I want to see Terrell's beautiful face, Amanda's beautiful face, and that's it. I don't care (laughs) about anything else. Right now, I'm looking at my fucking background. I can't click a fucking button.
0: I'm going to start. I literally will start a GoFundMe on the DoD page just for you to get a fucking laptop. Listen here, Amanda. If they they want better... If they want better quality, then donate.
2: Yeah, do you guys want That's to hear me fair. yell That's through a laptop fair. or a fucking a piece of shit? Fucking Google phone. <laughs> Pick one.
0: Okay. You're, All right. <laughs> choice. <laughs> Your choice. Your <laughs> choice. Uh,
2: okay, I'm, okay. Good. I'm good. All right. Okay. All okay. Right.
0: Are you are you able to pull up the Google Drive page? That's the my first question. Thought? You
2: want me to start yelling?
0: No. <laughs> Can, can you can you see the? Don't you, change yourself no, for me. It's it's really important though that you see this stuff. So let me,
1: let me, do me it? let me. Oh god, it's happening to me now. And now I can't. I. Can't. You guys still I... see
2: my face? No. Oh god, do you see anything? No. God. All right, I'm okay. getting an iPhone. It's... Next next time we talk, I'll have a fucking iPhone. This is ridiculous. T-Mobile, okay. bro. <sighs> Fuck you. No. It's it's a simple shit. And right. I can't right. fucking All right. deal okay. with it.
0: All right. Did you get my <laughs> Did you get my my picture messages?
2: Is it on Instagram?
0: Nope. It's on your text.
2: Nope. I have not. I'm gonna break this over my fucking knee in two seconds. I got it.
0: Yay! Okay. So. Oh, tails. that guy did
2: it. 100. Tails,
0: Tails, you're on it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Not a whole lot of slides, honestly. So first slide, you see Darlene and Krayshock. She's, She's got really, really pretty eyes. Like, that's the first thing I noticed when I, like, found pictures of her. And when I was watching that documentary, like, they're really, really pretty blue eyes. So, third third slide, third picture. That's her in her army uniform. And then the 80s. Actually, she's kind of got, like, a little Farrah Fawcett hair going on.
1: Feels weird really talking about a murdered woman right now.
0: Yeah. But, okay, so, moving on. The fourth slide is the fucking cool one where they wasted a whole bunch of money doing this. But I digress there. This this picture here was the composite sketch from the DNA evidence uh, trait predictions of what the killer looked like. Like, isn't that fucking cool?
1: Yeah, that's actually kind of scary. Yeah. I saw the next slide. And it's pretty scary.
0: Like, so you, scary how accurate. Mm hmm. So thought we were you able to see that one. Yep, I'm looking at it. Okay. Sorry, so I'm the, looking the, at it. Oh, you're you're good. Okay, so the next one is what Michael White actually looked like at the time of his arrest. Like You were right. He was an old white dude.
2: <laughs> Nailed it. Well what, what was the gap between the composites <laughs> and the actual picture? What was the what? The gap in like the years between the co- composite sketches and the actual picture.
0: Uh so From the composite sketch on the left, that was what he would have looked like the night of the murder. And then Mm -hmm. the one on the right is what he would have looked like present day.
2: Okay, 50 to 55. Got it.
0: Yeah. So he's a little skinnier in this in this picture. Uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. And then you get to the picture of it. Like, I say this because you look at the jumpsuit. It literally says XL on the pocket. (laughs)
2: Yeah, he looks like a fucking, like, high school football coach. He (laughs) does. Which? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, XL. God. Thick boy.
1: God damn. Boy! God damn, boy, he's thick! thick.
2: (laughs) That's a thick bitch. But, like. Murder scene.
0: His nose, his nose is purple. Like, look at.
2: he's
1: Mm. He's got a Bubba the Clown thing going on.
0: Right? He looks like Bozo the fucking clown.
1: Uh, All I right. bet you and I could jump him in the shower. We could probably <laughs> shank him.
0: I'll jump him anywhere. Imagine like him in prison, though. I don't know, cause it, I mean, Darlene wasn't a child. Usually, like in prisons, like prisoners will gang up on pedophiles, but she was like only 20 years old. Like, yeah,
2: she's she's very young in those pictures. It's crazy. What the fuck? Yeah. Like Hopefully, guys. Hopefully guys fucking cheeks clapped. Not in the good way.
0: Um oh, and this is the look 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 at the height. This motherfucker is five foot ten and a half.
2: Five ten and a half classic. Not I mean that six foot threshold.
0: Nope. Not even. What are you guys trying to freaking say right now? <laughs> Tails saying-
2: tune out on two on this one. I'm we're not for six, well, okay. I can still take his ass what you're six foot Wait, we're at the, least, right?
1: We're the same height No! i'm sixty six inches I've been sixty six inches since I was twelve oh, God. tails we're the same height, man like gang rise up
0: <laughs> okay so i'm I'm actually tall for a Mexican, so
1: there's <laughs> well, there's Mexicans go one of two ways. they go either really tall or they go really short. guess which yeah. one I got
0: no this- but well, this guy like was just okay, so he's a white. Guy.
2: He was he's what he's a white guy he's (laughs) taller than tails no offense
0: nothing against white okay just just so our listeners don't like fucking tune out that like thinking that i hate white people i don't hate white people it's just this Uh, guy who is around.
2: am i the only white person talking right now i I am I'm
0: half white too
2: you you're both white. Let's let's be real.
0: I'm a coconut. I cannot you're, speak Spanish. Like I'm I you're,
2: i you are both tan is what you are. You're fucking white and you're fucking tan, both of you no. I don't care if you're in fucking Hawaii tales.
1: So
0: we are what's the what's the term? Racially ambiguous. That's that's yes. the term. Racially ambiguous.
2: That's our but, stance on this page.
0: <laughs>
1: We stand
0: by it. I might have to cut this part of
1: the No, leave it in. Leave it in. I want them all to hear this. Mexic Mexicans are from Hyperborea. Cope. <laughs> uh,
0: but for real though, like my my mom's side of the family, my mom is like five foot two, and like my grand my great grandma was like four eleven, like tiny tiny. And then like I think I remember this story. My my dad was like. He he visited like my mom's side of the family for like the first time and like all of her cousins and aunts and uncles, but like the, the little kids were like coming up to my dad, and just like touching his face. Like <laughs> he was the only white your,
2: guy. your dad your dad's pretty big and white, right? <laughs> Amanda? He
0: uh he's he's shrinking a little bit, but um I think at, when he was at his tallest, I wanna say he was like six three. Mama, is the Blanco Gigante, Mama. <laughs> but you know, he's his 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 thing is like jumping out of airplanes and compressing all the cartilage in his back and his knees have shrunk him down to like six <laughs> one.
1: Reason number twelve. Don't I don't
0: do it. Order, yeah, that'll do
2: it. Uh. My my feet have shrunk somehow in the military from a twelve to like a fucking ten and a half. Oh my! I don't God. get it, but here I am.
0: Don't even get me started yeah. on what the military's you, done to my fucking yeah, body.
2: You guys know half my problems. Yeah. And Amanda, you're you're going through the same shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Just getting those fucking x-rays when I'm doing the out-processing shit. I'm like, ah, cool. Yeah, that's, yes. that, that's fucked up. Okay. <laughs>
2: this isn't normal. <laughs> this isn't normal. My knees sure. my shouldn't sound like fucking Dude,
0: potato chips in a fucking... Okay, you guys want to see my party trick real quick?
1: Okay, I'm going to show you with I my don't shoulder. See, no, I don't want. No, I know what you're going to do. I don't want to see your I'm not going to dislocate my shoulder, okay? I'm I'm no. going to. Sh- it's just going to kind of look like it.
2: Let me ask, I can't see anybody, so you do your thing.
0: Okay, well, I'm like. Don't describe wait. me. Don't describe it. Oh, yep. There's the shoulder. I should have a picture of this.
1: Oh, got
0: it. I should. Oh, do you see it? No. No? Come on, look. Tails, look. Oh. Tails, look. Look at it. Mm Face your uh,
2: Amanda screenshot it. I can't see anything. Does anybody see me?
1: No. Fortunately, I don't. Shit's okay, but anyway, dude. so I
0: basically I can hold the I can hold onto a surface and I can like lean back and my shoulder will like separate from the socket without actually being dislocated, oh, yeah. That is, is a
2: sick party trick. You're right. Well
0: well my I, I showed I showed my my doctor that and she's like that's a fun party trick, but we really need to look into that. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so sorry, 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 sorry. Back to the case, just real quick, because speaking of family members, blah, 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 blah. So, the next slide. This is where Darlene's body was found. It is called Tong Tong, is the name of the Korean restaurant. Have you heard of that?
2: No, but guess what I'm doing tomorrow.
0: Going to Tong Tong? (laughs) Do you know there's a fucking
2: murder done here? First off, first off, stop yelling at me.
0: Um, it's uh it's okay, so if you are looking okay, uh looks like there's an auto zone auto parts. Oh, there's a Walmart? Okay, so there's a Walmart, there's an auto zone, and then like this little shopping center. That's where the uh oh, it's right next to a liquor store. But that's that's sure. the location where her body was found. Okay, so the last slide. This is where it gets like fucking mind blowing, okay? just at least for me but hopefully everybody else is like wow well, it's dark okay so the last slide is the killer's house in perspective of where my grandparents house was in thornton colorado do you see the last one
1: wow that's creepy
0: yeah dude
2: no a man it's your grandparents
0: yeah so my grandparents lived at i I literally i labeled it, but like my grandparents' house, and like to the south is this little like park that we would go play at when I was growing up. I just remember this it had like little like boulders and stuff, and like we my sisters and I would like climb on it like we we love to climb trees and climb rocks, so but that sure. that little like area that that was where we would go play, and my grandpa when he was alive like he was an avid walker. Like he just, he liked to take the dogs for walks. And so he would walk the dogs like all over the neighborhoods and whatnot. And I'm like, he's probably passed by this guy's house. Like, really? yeah, I, there's like trails and stuff that go through. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking creepy. Like on Google maps, if you were to go like by road, like driving from my my grandparents' house, like to the killer's house, was like two and a half miles away. But if you're really looking at it, like where like the trails and shit were, less than a mile. Crazy, right? I'm like, and by the way, by the way, this guy was caught in 2019. The last time that I saw my grandpa was 2018, when I went back to see him when um he was in hospice. And I'm just like, so
2: you're less than a mile away from this motherfucker. Less,
0: I at that time, I was less than a mile away from this killer. Isn't that fucking bonkers? Ah! Makes
2: you Duck shit bonkers.
0: Why not? I like, I'm. This case, I'm like, rest in peace, darling crayshock. Like, and I cannot recommend this documentary enough. Like, if you want to tonight, go watch it. But it is. It is so fucking fascinating, like, everything that went into this case. Again, they could have solved it a lot sooner if they actually used, like, you know, the DNA database, whatever, but...
2: Mm. But is the it The military cool? should not be charged with anything.
1: I'm, okay, so, like, I feel like we're not talking about, like, kind of, like, one thing right now, though. Like, okay, but how she was murdered and how she was found. Like, this wasn't, like, this motherfucker saw her and was like, oh, I want yous and I'm gonna have yous. No, like, this dude, like violated and mutilated this woman like to be honest when you're describing me it sounded like he fucking cannibalized her yeah this dude probably did it again <sighs> wild all right well you know what this means uh, dressing up in full drag we're going to go out in the middle of the night and uh you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know i mean
2: what do you mean cause... i'm doing it alone
1: oh, okay
0: well yeah I you know this. they Okay so, okay, so what I'm gonna what put happens,
2: on my I'm gonna put on my gray sweatpants.
0: As a woman <laughs> as a woman <laughs> This is what happens is like when you're by yourself or you're like like not around other people, like that's when who are potentially predators like will move in. They 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 look for a vulnerable person. And obviously the night that Darlene was murdered, like she was a vulnerable person. She was the only woman in her group, she didn't want to go home with her friends and, you know, why not? She wanted to stay like I I, my my take is like, I think that the guy who picked her up at the bar was the one who murdered her, which was Michael White. But,
1: or it was his uh, his accomplice because they, serial killers only hone in on one individual. But they're finding that there's like potential cults and groups of serial killers that go out there and commit these acts together.
0: And he did not have, like, any other, like, he, when they, when they looked at, like, this guy's track record, like, he didn't even have, like, a fucking parking violation.
1: Yeah.
0: That's another, that's another take with that. Again, like, when, when predators, like, look for victims, and this is why, like, out and about, like, I, I'm pretty vigilant when it comes to, like, my surroundings when I don't know people around me, but... There has to be like something because I talked about this with my friend, like her her sister had been like assaulted, had been like a multiple times, like, you know, men preying on her. But my friend was like just her personality and her her demeanor. She's a very like just she watches every I mean, that that's the first thing I noticed about her is like she just like watches everything. So I think that's probably a thing when predators are looking for somebody as a certain I wouldn't say like looks a certain way, but like has that thing about them where they just, they look vulnerable and that's what they target.
2: Yeah.
0: So if I'm in a place where I'm, I'm not around like a a safety net, like it's the, it's the resting bitch face. It's, it's the, you know, you, you kind of have to like build that wall so people can kind of like, whether they are somebody who is a potential Mm -hmm. predator or not, or they—they you know, they just kind of see they're like, "Oh, I don't want to fuck with her." Like now, you know what I mean? It's—I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, so it's just fucking up people out there.
0: Yeah, it's—I mean, we can—we can get into that, like, and likely the Vanessa Guillen episode when we when oh, yeah, we do that.
1: <sighs> I uh, before I just got into yeah, my, a,
0: No, go ahead, Tails.
1: I was saying before I got into like internal podcast and all that i was big into like true crime and uh i listened to some really good there's some good podcasts uh on like the tara grinstead case which is kind of like similar to this just like like this wild case that just goes all over the place and then the, the people the suspects they're looking at aren't even the ones who did it it's just some other random guy um or like the, like the atlanta child murders i don't know if you guys looked into that it's like an insane mm. That's such an insane freaking case. It is bonkers. Yeah.
0: But okay, so I'm okay. I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here, and I'm where you know, I I can cut this whatnot, but like this this case, the Brock Turner case, the the Stranger in the Night narrative. That's not always what happens. Like these brutal cases. Like yeah, like this these fucked up people like. Oh, it, it, it's awful. But when we're talking like when people are murdered, when people are raped, it's not always the stranger in the night. They know the person. Yeah. And that's, that's the, hard. that's the fucked up thing. And like, that's, you know, oh God, we're, we're, I'm trying to think of how to articulate this without like insulting half the population, but I'm just, you know, and, and that's what I tell people is like, yes, we know women Women know like it's not all men that do this. We we know not all men are monsters. They're you know and, and that's that's the other side of it is like, well why blah blah blah. I'm like, no, it's it's not it's the physical side of it. It's like when a guy cat calls you and you shout back at him like, "Fuck you." And then you're and then you're just like turn around and you're just like, "Oh my god, what if he fucking comes after me?" You know? Like why did you stand up for something? Yeah. Well, I did, but like what if he fucking kills me? So it's, ah, oh God, it's 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 the physical aspect of it is like knowing that if somebody wanted to, and somebody wanted to overcome you, they could. That's the big right. piece.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, on the flip side, I've always believed though this one thing is like I think the biggest the biggest lie we're ever told is that, uh, you know, you're defenseless in those cases. And I've always been an advocate for an armed society, whether that's firearms or tools or whatever, and I've always told people, like, you don't need to know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Some dude gets on top of you or whatever, but if you yeah. stab him in the fucking heart, he's gonna get off real quick.
0: I There's a, there's a page that I follow. That, it's, like, they have, oh, like, no. self-defense weapons. Like, these, like, cat claws that are, like, you know, brass knuckles, oh, but they even. have, like, little spikes.
1: Ladies, don't even get the cat claws. Get you a black triangle group freaking tool. Stab a dude with a wound that doesn't heal up.
0: I, I saw one that had, like, these little, like, Twists on it, so when you stab and then you yank it out, it like fucks them up real bad. And like, oh, I want that.
1: <laughs> uh, listen, I was no, just the, don't do that.
2: Oh, just the torture museum. You, if you want secrets, then I got you.
0: <laughs> but uh. yeah, it's it's like, and oh god, I, I could go on a whole thing with, with that teacher that just got mm-hmm. murdered and abducted and murdered. They're like, well. Sh- what did I say? Like, oh, they, she wasn't carrying. If she had been carrying, I'm like, do you realize like, she was on a run? First of all, <laughs> do, you know oh, yeah. spe- do you know how expensive like the, she should the have been running
2: at 430 in the morning?
0: Those concealed carry leggings are. Do you know how expensive those are? And plus to like the cost of a gun, the cost of ammo. The And she was also on a camp. If I remember correctly, she was on a campus like an, a, a gun free zone.
1: Free men don't ask permission, Amanda.
0: I forgot my bad.
2: Or just not blame her for anything and just, just that the guy, The guy who did it's a piece of shit. Period.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think Normalized
1: it's Pope normalize beating the shit out of your local rapist.
0: I am about I'm about that. Just just saying. Yeah.
1: But, I don't know, this in this case is just even like
0: Yeah. This this like, case was a wild card for sure. Dude but,
1: sounded this dude sounded like a straight up serial killer. It yeah. would not surprise me if he had killed others before.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: It wasn't but, just like Brock Turner, where he's just a little weenie that, just like you he said, he's like, oh, I wanted to, to, to pick take advantage it.
0: of something. Yeah. Like,
2: you don't just mutilate someone randomly and be like, oh, it's my f- first time mutilating someone.
0: Yeah, that uh, that, that well, it's especially it's with jump, the bro. coat it's hanger shit, like that is not the first time. That yeah,
2: that. it's like, okay, I have experience. <laughs> I've done this with, you know, yeah, hamsters, of course, naturally.
1: <laughs> but you you warm up a hamster with hamsters. <laughs>
0: every (coughs) time
2: (laughs) full circle full circle the hands just come into it
0: yeah but again like just just to close it out like i just think that it's a oh this this was the thing i was going to say before before we leave it's just like you know you see posts online they're just like a woman who is quote scantily clad and a bunch of people will say like oh daddy issues full frontal but then you see these cases with with, with these people, I'm going to say people, just because men are murdered too, but like these people who are murdered, majority of them, statistically speaking, are men who are murdering these people. It's like, why are we not saying daddy issues there?
1: Fatherless behavior is fatherless that's, behavior that's for
0: men and women. That's fucking fatherless behavior if i ever seen it. I'm just saying.
1: A weird or, segue is female serial killers are never covered because... In the history of serial killers when they started coining the term they never believed a woman could be capable of like in the amount of violence a man could which oh there's some equal opportunity there's
0: a quick cliff notes version of this there was this woman who she aided in the killing of like over 600 men and it was through poison that's what they used. they like this woman she used poison abusive husbands that these women were coming to her like my my husband's beating me she's like okay Here's some poison, give it to him, and then he's, he's going to die. Ever convicted heard of Windex? Of... <laughs> but she was convicted of that, like, w- way later. Yes, there are there are female serial killers out there. Their methods are less violent, quote-unquote. Yeah. Maybe
1: more covert.
0: Yeah, they're way sneakier. They're
2: a little more subtle. Like, there's less chopping dicks off and more like, hey, you're going to have some poison with your... This morning, sweetheart. <laughs> Take
1: this it's more. Of that. Eat the apple. Bottom line. Eat the apple.
2: For the men and women listening, just just don't kill anybody, all right? Just, just figure anybody. it out. Just don't kill anybody. Like yeah. Gotcha. It's,
0: also, it, other uh, takeaway. C I D do fucking better. You have a whole fucking database to catch people. On yeah. that
2: note, all that. On out. that
0: note, everybody who's listening, please rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> I don't. I'm not trying to cut this off, but he's got to go. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Follow us. Uh, Tales from Grid Square. Buy his book on Amazon. We'll link the book in the show notes. You can follow me, Salt tequila if you really want to. If you want to see cats, that's I. I that's all I have to offer is cats. <laughs> Thought, where can they find you? Uh,
2: not period A period J Tech underscore.
0: Not the backup. Ba- no. Not the, the backup. Real,
2: <laughs> the real thoughts back, and I got all my old stories and everything. So. Excellent. I'm back. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see all what? right, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week uh, We'll uh, see what we're then. again. Yeah, we're not we'll getting see. paid for this shit, but donate to Thoughts Computer Fund so you can actually see us.
2: Please, for the love of God, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't get me started. Why do you... uh very frustrating. <laughs> okay, all right. Bye guys. Bye. Love you. Love you.